0: See for sun of the morning, I'm gonna chase you out of Earth.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Danger Room, the X-Men comics commentary podcast. I am Adam. I'm Jeremy, and we're here to talk about X-Men. X-Men number nine, the January 1965 edition, to be exact. Oh, I can't wait! We're so close to number ten.
0: Is that a good one? No, it's just double digits. Oh. It's like a milestone.
1: <laughs> we'll have to, have to throw our first
0: party. I wanted to follow-up on a a, a, a a follow-up item that we had. Remember we're talking about the Rosens? The
1: Rosens.
0: A couple episodes ago. The letter uh, in this particular issue is uh, S. Rosen, oh, which is short yes. for Sam Rosen. Sam Rosen. Uh, yes. I I looked forward into some of those other X-Men, X-Factor comics that I was talking about And the letterer is Joe Rosen. Oh. I didn't look to see if there was any sort of relation. I mean, maybe that's a Wikipedia item or something. But there you go, folks. We answered our own question.
1: Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Sort of.
0: Uh, But this one is uh, savagely written by Stan Lee.
1: Now you do the next one. Oh, do I have to? Yes. You you were going such a role. I
0: thought we'd, like, tag-team
1: it. Okay. All right. Supremely drawn by Jack Kirby. Uh, And superbly inked by Chick Stone. And, as mentioned, stoically lettered by Sam Rosen.
0: How come everybody else gets such an exciting one and he just gets stoically? It's like he's sitting in the back lettering the comic books and everybody out front is having a superb, supreme, savage time.
1: Well, because the letterer remains stoic. He's, uh, I don't know, the letterer gets the, the, the crap end of the deal, it seems. He's the designated driver of
0: the Marvel uh, Comics Company.
1: So the cover here promises another truly marvelous star-studded epic, guest starring the mighty Avengers. Don't miss the return of Professor X. He's back, and wait till you meet lucifer Mm
0: -hmm. there's a lot of stuff going on on this cover here and i for
1: one have been waiting uh with bated breath to meet lucifer i know i know (laughs) ever since that reveal in the last issue Mm -hmm. wow
0: every time adam and i are talking and it's not on the podcast i'm like adam when do you think we're going to meet lucifer can you believe we're about to meet lucifer i think we're going to meet lucifer soon and here we are i hope this tale does not let down Calm down, Jeremy. <laughs> Calm down. Sorry. All right, so this is one thing that I don't really like on the first page. It's like a, a, a throwaway page because there's a page that is like, this is what's going to happen, which is what I think the cover is for. So this is like the cover part two.
1: Yeah. So, well, this is the cover with the title, Enter the Avengers. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> Enter the Shattering of Lucifer. Yeah.
0: All right, so... There you go. There, the Avengers are, and then there's a there's a guy who is Lucifer, obviously, as we've met on the cover, who's holding a pod. So you got that going on. So we open up the tale on page number two with a
1: boat at sea heading towards an iceberg. Indeed, uh, the crew is panicking. Everybody's preparing for collision when suddenly the iceberg is blasted by two laser beams. Somehow
0: familiar laser beams to us, the viewers. But apparently nobody in the captain's,
1: uh, in the bridge there can can uh, understand what has happened. But we cut to a scene on the deck of the boat where Cyclops, uh, Scott Summers, dressed in his finest suit, mm-hmm. is fallen over and uh, very weak from that
0: blast. Angel runs up to him with, with also his uh, finest suit and hat, and uh, knows that it must have been you who did it. Well, I have to say, Angel, who else could it have possibly been that was on that boat (laughs) with two laser beams shooting uh, at that direction? Could have been some other mutant. Apparently, yes, Angel is a very
1: open-minded person. He's like, could have been anybody.
0: I better check. Oh, it was you, Cyclops. What a surprise.
1: Maybe this is going to be another issue where everybody forgets everybody else's powers. They're so stupid.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So they uh, they foist Summers back onto his feet, and take him to his quarters, I guess, where two old people are harumphing about how seasick these younger generation people get.
1: They can't deal with nothing. Nope. Kids these days. So they bring them back to their quarters. Mm-hmm. And uh inside their quarters we find uh moments later, Cyclops is slowly peeling off his shirt stripping one would say. Iceman is uh getting ready to freeze up his arm and make ice cubes with and then slowly caress Cyclops <laughs> down his chest. Yeah,
0: they're definitely getting ready for the photo shoot here. <laughs> uh but then all of a sudden Jean Grey comes in and wrecks everything and they're like no girls allowed. This is a boys only shoot and then yeah. But then Cyclops says, like, no, 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 I'm just kidding, just kidding. Huh, we're not doing anything here. Yeah, the professor, he was—he uh, wanted us to get on this boat. But before all that happens, Marvel Girl's like, oh, my gosh, Scott. <laughs> this is such a dribbly <laughs> thought balloon here. My heart just breaks when I see you so pale.
1: So shaken. If only I could comfort you with my arms, my lips. Mm. But I know I mustn't. As our acting leader, you've no time for thoughts of romance. And it continues to the next page. Oh, if only we were humans, ordinary humans, free to follow our
0: urgings of our hearts. They mustn't allow myself to have such hopeless dreams. Man, she wants it. She wants it bad. Seriously. (laughs) She wants all of Scott. (laughs) And she wants it now. But uh, the other guys, they don't obviously see this, and neither does Scott beast gets uh cyclops some tea iced tea with his toes mm-hmm yummy yum yum tea takes off his shoes pretty quickly there Mm, you're right he does (laughs) he has an uncanny ability to get out of those shoes um and so for some reason uh angel has taken off his jacket
1: um well for for you know before marvel girl interrupted Every, everybody was kind of peeling off their clothes <laughs> That's true,
0: you know There definitely is a camera in this room somewhere We find out why we are actually at sea uh, Cyclops reveals that the professor had contacted him about a week ago And said that they must go to Europe And at any moment now, he's going to get further details And then, just as everybody else starts talking
1: Bam! The professor contacts them
0: My question is, why is the professor only talking to Cyclops at this point?
1: Uh, I don't know. He's playing the the lads against each other.
0: Yeah, I mean, I understand he made Cyclops the group leader, and that's okay for battle and whatnot. You have to have somebody on the field that can make some quick decisions and whatnot. But, I mean, when you're, like, the general is addressing, you know, everybody to bring them up to speed and the current state of affairs, he usually addresses everybody. And we know that the professor has the ability to communicate with
1: multiple people. Well, these are changing days for the X-Men. He's setting up a, a paradigm of, like, leaders and followers. and
0: So we, go, we turn to the next page, and we see the professor in the most awesome
1: wheelchair ever. Yes, being lowered uh, by some sort of lowering construction uh, wire machine down into the depths of hell.
0: Oh, yes, into a cavern. I mean, if we look at last issue, I think he's been descending for about three weeks now. Yeah, yeah. It's... <laughs> I mean, this is quite the place. I mean, once we get there, it had better be awesome, because this has been quite the build up, quite the weight, and quite the descent.
1: He gets down to a portion of the earth that looks like it's starting to get a little more mechanical.
0: But my question here is, what is he tied to up there? How long is his rope? And I don't know, how does this little pulley system of his that seems to have no pulleys actually lower him? Maybe there's a Sherpa up type top that's, like, lowering a crank or something. Yeah.
1: There's definitely two ropes being lowered, so there must be some sort of a pulley system. And then he just detaches it once he gets to the bottom.
0: Yep. And then he, he his little tank treads pull him ever downward. Uh, but all of a sudden, oh, my gosh, what, what happened? The ground it turned into ice or something slippery.
1: And then it breaks away, and underneath it is fire his magical super special (laughs) wheelchair has extending arms which grab the sides of the walls elevating him above the fire telescoping
0: arms that seem to be impossibly long for the base in which they're connected to oh i'm sure they go farther (laughs) i would like i'm sure if they needed to they would but i'd also like to point out that he's only attached to the cave sides at two points Meaning that if he doesn't have perfect balance, he would just, like, flip over. It's his very, very strong arms. Well, all right, all right, if you say so. Yeah, but it's kind of like creating an axle system, so he should just kind of be sitting there spinning freely. (laughs) I'm sure those treads are still moving. That's creating some motion or something. Well, anyways, now we cut to Lucifer, who's wearing this crazy green mask and has a goatee and your favorite color scarf, purple. Yeah, he kind of looks like he's wearing an onion on his head. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, sure. Or an avocado (laughs) leaf. Yeah. (laughs) Something like that. Green
1: onion or avocado leaf works, yeah. He knows that the professor is here. He's as alert as ever. So he presses a button and uh, he sends uh, the power of an artificial dust devil. Possibly the smartest dust devil ever.
0: Isn't a dust devil a vacuum cleaner? Well, that's a dirt devil. Oh, a
1: dirt devil.
0: Okay. I mean, a dust devil is an actual thing, but it, it's usually like a like a, in the American Southwest, uh, winds whip together and pick up dirt and dust, and and you'll see these basically like dust tornadoes coming towards you, and they'll be low on the ground and whatnot. But they're usually made out of dust, and they're bad to get into, and you'll breathe it and you'll get all sick. But apparently, he's setting
1: a, a bunch of dirt spinning around in circles to go get the professor. <laughs> Well, there you go. And uh, the professor says, a dust devil cannot exist in a place like this, so it must be artificially caused. Yes, very good. That means it's the work of Lucifer. Yes. And it's carrying me through the tunnel. It takes him right off his wheelchair and spins him into...
0: Not only that, though, it it this dust devil is so brilliant and so well-constructed. The dust devil is coming from behind the professor, which means, was the professor going the wrong direction to begin with?
1: <laughs> Well, I don't know, because then it goes around the front to the front of them and then swoops back. So it picks the professor up and then
0: boomerangs back to Lucifer. So, wow. What a dust devil.
1: That must be Lucifer's power, control over dust devils.
0: Could be. But it, the dust devil came out of a machine, so I don't know about that. So the dust devil whips him around a corner and into Lucifer's lair into what looks like a marshmallow.
1: <laughs> yes it's not a marshmallow though because the professor pulls out a gun and shoots through it destroying a, uh, some sort of glass it shatters yep it must have been like a really fast drying and hardening liquid
0: must have been <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is interesting the professor have never seen the professor use a gun before no no this is a serious business yeah onion head must be Seriously bad villainish.
0: I know that they have a story to tell here, but I mean, as the professor, the strongest brain on the planet, wouldn't you just say, You got me, Lucifer, mind wipe, and then, ah, story's over. But no, instead he shoots the glass, and I think he's aiming for Lucifer there. Even though he calls Lucifer a murderer, and this is actually contradicted on the last page of the comic book, and we'll get to that. <laughs>
1: Um, I'm, I'm going to assume that the onion that Lucifer is wearing prevents the professor from getting into him. I guess we'll find out that, though. I believe we'll find out
0: whether or not that's true. Uh, but at this point, we learn the dastard Well, not the dastardly plot of Lucifer, but we learn one of his tricks that he has up his sleeve. If he is harmed, the earth is doomed. I guess we don't learn why yet, but we learn that something's up. Something's
1: amiss. So let us uh, cut to the... Varian Village, which is nearby, apparently. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have our X-Men team
0: going on a little tourist trip. I can already hear the Oktoberfest music going on with the accordions (laughs) and stuff. It's wonderful. They're looking for the beer tent. I just know it.
1: (laughs) Right behind them, as they're walking away, Thor just shows up, followed by Iron Man, Ant-Man, and Captain America, following strange pulses uh, all the way from America... Mjolnir, that's Thor's hammer, has Mjolnir. been guiding Thor to this Bavarian village.
0: Yep. They just decided one day to follow Thor's hammer. <laughs> Did they take a plane? And if they took the plane, were they like constantly adjusting their course due to Thor's hammer? I know Thor can fly, but can he fly from America to... to Well, whatever, it doesn't matter.
1: They end up in Europe. <laughs> I think, yeah, Iron Man and, and Thor can fly. and yep. It looks like... Captain America just ran there. (laughs) And Giant Man grew so big
0: that he was able to just take a step from America to Europe or something. And Wasp, I don't know, who knows. She's in Thor's helmet or something. Uh, So they uh, are there and they're questioning Thor's hammer, but of course Thor's like, "Just my hammer. Leave my hammer alone. (laughs) When along comes a
1: hapless
0: man in his
1: convertible. Yes, his white convertible. Welcome to the comedy relief portion of this issue. He's just a funny guy. He shows up, he sees Giant Man, and he's like, oh, my gosh. He wanted to ask for directions. And The, the Avengers basically tell him, uh, you better go, and we can't tell you why. Just get out of here.
0: <laughs> As the comedy builds, right, because every good joke starts small and goes big. Each one of the Avengers tries to hint at him to move it along, but he just looks back and forth with a dopey look on his face until out of nowhere comes Wasps and taps him on the head and says, Get out of here. And then he drives away
1: with, with a huge VOOM. And his hat gets left behind.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, but the comedy does not stop yet. No, it's a two part. <laughs> because that same man pulls up to a team of X Men, screech!
0: Thank God they look normal because they're all in their yeah. suits and their hats.
1: There's a whole bunch of monsters behind me. He tells them, "The X-Men decided to check it out. It might be connected with Lucifer." Mm-hmm. Angel whips off his jacket and his shirt, revealing his wings. That's your punchline right there. Mm. don't next, I'll be seeing pink elephants and gremlins. Gangway, I'm taking the next plane back to Ohio.
0: Da 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 da. Oh, it would have been more funny if he would have fainted or something. Oh my, I can't handle it. But no, he he just drives off. Cut back to Lucifer's underground
1: lair where the uh, professor is now on the ground, uh, in a wheelchair, pointing a gun at Lucifer. Lucifer reveals his dastardly uh, giant thermal bomb that's enough to blow up a continent. What's a thermal bomb? It's something that's large enough to blow up a continent. Since it's
0: thermal, I mean, is it like a temperature-related bomb? Like it blows up a lot of heat or cold or something?
1: Yes. Okay. Cool. He reveals to the professor
0: that... (laughs) Now study the wiring pattern. With your (laughs) intellect, you'll
1: notice the truth in seconds. Oh my god! (laughs) He wired the bomb to his heartbeat, so if his heartbeat stops... Now I see it! You
0: found the perfect defense against me. Again, mind wipe. Oh, your heart is still beating, and you (laughs) forgot what you're doing. But no, he doesn't. Okay, could be the helmet. You're right, could be the helmet. Lucifer runs off to uh, his machine. I still don't know what Lucifer's end goal is, uh, but he does state here that he wants to continue his master plan for power by attacking the puny X-Men. Little backstory here. He must know something somehow about the X-Men, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And he also knows that they are the professor's students. Well, maybe not students, but he knows that he's they're attached to the professor. But we don't know why yet. I hope we find out. <laughs> <laughs> so on the next page here, page 9, he says that he will use a mental directional impulse and will hurl a destructive ionic ray at them.
1: And this is where it gets kind of weird.
0: So he has some sort of mental powers, I guess. Although he's got like a little machine that's attached to his lettuce head. So does he have mental directional impulses or did he make a machine that helps direct his mental... This this. All right, it's a mess so far. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, the professor uses his ability to travel outside of his body. And takes off running. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I like these two panels. These are good. He's, like, maintaining a a pace. Oh, and they mentioned that Magneto also can do this, but not not nearly as well as Professor X.
0: Right, right. Still alluding to that power. Uh, And then here, now the professor decides to talk to everybody and tells them all to scatter and disperse. Oh, to warn them for the ionic ray.
1: Yep and uh he had he basically outrun the ionic ray with the speed of thought. You know what? Wow.
0: I have read this is probably the third time I've read this issue and I never actually made the connection that that's actually what was happening here. But yeah, you you're right on on panel 3 he is clearly running with the ionic ray. I just thought that, that was like mental stream that he was running on (laughs) and that that explosion was like just some random thing you know just it wasn't connected I don't know but I love how Beast is drawn here he looks like he's about 80 years old
1: (laughs) jeepers creepers
0: yes oh my gosh these kids these days with their dreaded ionic rays my hemorrhoids (laughs) so the X-Men barely escape with their lives and on the next page we're treated with the the bi-monthly changing montage (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Beast puts on his thing and does some monkey tricks.
1: Takes off his shoes and jumps into the trees. Iceman ices up and spins off on a ice slide on the ground. And Marvel Girl almost jumps into a hole. It's so <laughs> stupid. There's three panels here of Marvel
0: Girl running but not seeing the little divot in the ground, and Cyclops seeing the divot in the ground. And she says, there's not enough time to sidestep it or jump over it, so let me telekinetically move a log that happens to be right there on top of the hole so that I can jump on it.
1: And the professor congratulates her.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes. Chaos all around, and the professor still has time to... Uh, congratulate Marvel Girl on a mediocre uh, decision. <laughs> well done, Marvel
1: Girl. Way to not fall
0: down. <laughs> you didn't trip. Good
1: girl. I'm not even sure that that would have hurt her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. She might have done that little stumble run, you know, when you're walking down the, uh, yeah. you know, the the sidewalk and you stumble and you start running. That's what she would have done. Um <laughs> So anyways, the X-Men are ready for action on the next page here, and they're all ooh, they're all posing and stuff, and the professor's there in the background. It's actually kind of a cool panel.
1: The professor tells them that if you encounter Lucifer, you must be strong, but do not harm him, and I can't tell you why. Yes. <laughs> Gosh, now what?
0: Because the Avengers are behind him. This is where, you know, just just a couple of seconds and maybe a conversation, or maybe even the professor at this point could say, hey, everybody, I've got some news for you. And even if the Avengers don't know who the professor is, they're going to be like, wow, there's a mental projection that we should, let's check this out. But no, that doesn't happen.
1: <laughs> well, the, the thing that is kind of out of continuity here is that Iron Man and Angel have previously met outside of this comic. you think they would be like, hey, buddy, how's it going? Hey, man, how's it going? No. But but No. <laughs>
0: So the X-Men are like, hey, this is our mission, and
1: then Thor's like, oh, this is our mission. Basically, the Professor tells the X-Men to prevent the Avengers from doing anything.
0: This is uh, (laughs) uh, almost like Fantastic Four number, what was it, 28? Yeah. Where the Professor also instructed the X-Men to go kill the, not kill, but fight the Fantastic Four. So now the X-Men are instructed to fight the Avengers.
1: He's not telling them to fight the Avengers. He's oh, just no. telling them, prevent them from getting to Lucifer. And I guess the X-Men interpret that as,
0: let's blast him, guys. <laughs> Actually, no, this isn't anything like that uh, miscommunication in Fantastic Four. Because at this point, uh, Cyclops does try to say, whoa, hang on. But it looks like Thor's like, enough talk, my hammer shall now lead us to the one to destroy. And then Cyclops is like, no, all right, go attack him. I warned you. (laughs) And then he shoots Thor's hammer out of his hands, and I love how uh, Iron Man goes toppling backwards. He just looks like he's a stiff... He looks like he's the Iron... or the uh, Tin Man from um,
1: Wizard of Oz there. He's fallen over. Angel tries to grab the hammer, but uh, can't lift it. Captain America throws his shield at him. Angel dodges. Beast grabs it with his feet and uh, somehow ends up on his stomach i know with the with a shield uh, somehow
0: placed between his feet and his hands just <laughs> just i mean whatever he looks hogtied basically <laughs> he hogtied himself by the shield something like that but then oh my gosh where did he come from where did who come from i won't keep you in suspense any longer oh it's giant man giant man lifts beast up you know I gotta stop here for a second. I don't like I don't like Giant Man (laughs) because he just he he's Giant Man, Ant Man. Isn't he something else? Hank Pym, uh, Henry Pym. I mean, they keep changing his name. There's been another. Is
1: he the Wasp now? Is he the Wasp
0: now? Yeah. I he, he takes like pills or something to make himself
1: like big and small and. You know he's like a super scientist, so he developed some sort of pills. Is it pills? I was reading,
0: yeah, I was reading uh, some later story with him, and he's like, "I'll take the small pill." Whoop, and then he's small. I was like, oh, come on, really? Or uh, there's a series called Beyond, which is supposed to be like Secret Wars three, but you know, spoilers. Uh, it's not really. It's not really the Beyonder at the end. It's somebody posing as the Beyonder. But one of the people that is captured to this battle planet is Hank Pym, who's not Giant Man anymore, but he has, like, this tiny spray. (laughs) Right, so he's Ant-Man. No, he he isn't actually Ant-Man, but he's able to, like, he's got a little pouch, and in his pouch he pulls out, like, a Quinjet, puts it on the ground, and, and does his spray, and then it gets big. So he has, like, basically anything he ever wants ever in his little pouch, and then he can just make it big at will. So he's like little big man. I do know. It, he just seems lame. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, uh, whatever. Okay. So back to the story. So you don't like Hank Pym. I do not like Hank Pym. I don't actually like the Avengers either,
1: but we'll get into that a little later. <laughs> so there is a big fight going on in this page. Let's see. Iceman wraps his uh, ice slides around. Giant man. Marvel girl steadies beast. I guess, lowers him to the ground. Wasps goes after Marvel Girl. Cyclops and <laughs> Captain America are fighting. Captain America picks up Cyclops and starts to toss him.
0: I was actually going to say, like, oh, this is a pretty good panel, and nobody's doing anything embarrassing except whatever uh, <laughs> Captain America and Cyclops are doing there is is kind of embarrassing looking. But, yes, uh, Angel is going to punch Thor, which, come on, Thor could hit him on his head and just destroy him without a thought. And Iron Man
1: is rubbing his shoulder.
0: Oh, well, he fell down, so now he got up. But he is actually saying that he would hate to attack that young Iceman, but he might have to. Here. And everything is foiled once Wasp grabs a lock of Jean's hair. You know what I wanted to mention about Jean and her hair? I don't know if we talked about this, but her mask changed for no reason. Yeah, yeah, I realized that we didn't talk about that. It was like an issue or two ago. Yeah. Like, she had it for one or two issues, and we commented about how we liked it, and it was gone.
1: We had the cool Wolverine Mm -hmm. head gear, and I think it only lasted, like, maybe two issues.
0: And there was no no explanation for it showing up, and no explanation for it leaving.
1: In issue six, it was the one that we liked, Mm -hmm. with the pointy ear things. In issue seven, it was uh, very similar to that, but they got rid of the points. Oh. So her red hair came over the top of her mask. Oh, okay. You could still see all of her hair. Yeah. Okay. She kept that until issue... She only kept that for one issue. Yep. In issue eight, she goes back to... Uh, this is... Was this her original one? Yes, this is the original outfit. The scarf on her head? Yeah. Let, letting out just some of her hair? Yes. So there you go. Yeah. Huh. Just like a woman. I don't know what that means. So many outfits.
0: (laughs) Uh, So that's what kind of spoils everything, because then all of a sudden, for some reason, Iron Man... Oh, Iron Man's about to attack uh, Iceman, and Beast goes flying into him, and they go repelling off of each other upside down. Beast apparently does it on purpose. If I can twist my body enough in the air, I did it! And he's pretty nimble for a guy without transistors. Yeah, so says Tony Stark. Iron Man. But is that Tony Stark? I don't know. I don't know, maybe it is. <laughs> I was reading one of the Avengers, uh not to get off topic once more, but I was reading uh, a later Avengers comic somewhere in the two fifties or sixties, and it's some other dude. Really? Yeah. It's the war, war war machine guy. But he's in the Iron Man costume and he's the star of the Iron Man comic book and I guess that's another reason that I don't like most of the Avengers characters, because they don't seem to care about who the actual person is.
1: Tony Stark wasn't in it? No. Hmm. He's probably off being drunk somewhere. Probably.
0: So then we go back to uh, the underground lair, where uh, Lettuce Man is watching, I mean, Lucifer is watching the <laughs> battle above.
1: The Professor's out-of-body experience
0: returns to its body. And here we find out that, oh... With the surgeon's skill that the professor somehow has, he's able to use his mental powers to navigate the brain or some such nonsense, which leads me back to my original point. Why doesn't he just mind-wipe him at the very
1: beginning? Clearly, this helmet doesn't prevent mental waves. Well, you are definitely right about that, but if he had, he probably would have stopped his heart. But, maybe okay, maybe not <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, doing
0: a mind wave, no, 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 this issue makes no sense, and it's a big, big mess, but meanwhile, <laughs> the professor is patting himself on the back the whole time he's doing this this thing, talking about how awesome he is and how people would be impressed if they could just see what he was doing and blah, 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 blah. and then uh, Lucifer forgets what he was doing.
1: he loses consciousness, uh, Lucifer does, and the professor checks his heartbeat make sure it's okay and it is and then we cut back to overhead where uh once again <laughs> captain america is flipping cyclops over he's got his legs spread eagle <laughs> <laughs> that is the
0: greatest rendering of two superheroes fighting ever it's <laughs> is just getting tossed around well he's a skinny guy you know <laughs> Um, and I don't know what, Marvel Girl is hurling rocks or something at Iron Man, and Iron Man's like, dude, come on, I'm Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> Thor is just about to smash Iceman, who's in a big block of ice, when, which could have been done earlier, the professor says, hey, man, Thor,
1: why don't you take a break? I like, uh, Iceman's response. Go fly a kite, Curly Locks. You're too square to scare anyone. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, he's the hip one of the team, you know.
1: <laughs> Go fly a kite. That's awesome.
0: Your mama wears cowboy boots, Thor. <laughs> what dost thou
1: know of Hella? I don't know. A voice speaking in my brain, and yet it comes not from Asgard. What sorcery is this?
0: Now, what is Thor? Is he an is he an Asgardian person or is he a human that found a hammer or i, I never quite understood the
1: thor lore uh, i believe that thor is a asgardian person i'm not sure if donald blake who uh grabs the hammer and whatnot yeah it becomes thor is human or if he's just the the weakened version of thor in human guise like a superman type thing right yeah i'm not entirely sure about All the right. whole thor
0: Thing. And has Thor always been Donald Blake, or have there been multiple Thors?
1: As far as I know, he's he's only been Donald Blake, but right. I'm definitely not a, not too familiar with any of the Avengers, to be completely honest. That's because they suck
0: and they're boring. Think about the likableness of Thor. I mean, he doesn't come from our planet, he doesn't seem to be a human. I, I've read, okay, albeit maybe 15 Avengers uh, comics in my entire life, I've never actually seen a Donald Blake. I've only seen him as Thor. The only reason I know that he was Donald Blake is because in the old Marvel superheroes game, they said, like, his real identity was Donald Blake and he had, like, a cane or something. Like, Mjolnir turns into a cane or something like that. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I've never been a big fan of the Avengers um, until, like, the 2000s when, you know, they started, I started getting into them and they... When Bendis took over? Yeah, and they added, like, Spider-Man and Wolverine to the roster. Well, that's because and... they
0: added cool characters. Yeah, that's true. I I read the entire Avengers Disassembled, and I thought it was a fantastic story, and it made me want to read New Avengers. I never did. I'll get around to it, but it that, like, was like, oh, this, this looks like it has potential. Anyways, I'm careening off wildly of our story. So... Thor uh, listens to the professor's story, ponders it a little bit, and realizes that perhaps the professor's on to something and maybe these kids should be allowed to continue. And
1: then, essentially, over the course of five panels, (laughs) the Avengers leave. (laughs) Well, yes, that's exactly what happens.
0: Here's the next thing, and I understand that this is a, a trait that's carried on throughout the Avengers team, is that they take turns being chairman, which is leader, I guess so. That's goofy.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Hey, will the X-Men have to sign, like, a book telling <laughs> Every everybody time. where they are? <laughs> I'll be at the coffee
0: shop again. <laughs> I looked at the logbook, Angel. You've been spending an awful lot of time at that coffee shop. <laughs> All right, you're right. I bet you people that love Avengers are like, these X-Men are stupid. Well, yeah, probably. <laughs> So then Iceman does some fist pumping and says that, oh man, just one more second I oughta taken curly locks out. But nah, not really. The professor says, Come on down, go into that cave and let's let's take care of let's finish this mission off. And at this point I
1: feel like did the Avengers serve any purpose towards being in this issue at all? No. Like to kill pages or something. <laughs> well,
0: I think at this point in the 60s where they're writing their comic books, I think there's probably an Avengers camp and, and an X-Men camp and they're like, "Well, if we, you know, like if we do crossovers and we put one team in another team, then we'll get some more
1: readers." When the X-Men showed up in the Fantastic Four issue, it was about, like, the whole story revolved around the X-Men and the Fantastic Four. Correct. This was like a cameo of the Avengers where they served absolutely no purpose. Correct. I don't like it.
0: I don't like it either. (laughs) This is not one of the best tales of the (laughs) X-Men. So, Professor finds the magic lever, which, you know, it took the Professor two weeks or so to get down. Takes the X Men about forty five seconds to make their way down, but
1: you know that's good. Yeah, he just he he needed that hydraulics to get down, and he, he had to take the hard way, the wheelchair way. Yeah, 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 a wheelchair accessible way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Curses! If I only
1: had legs, I'd have been here a month earlier. Oh, this panel where Angel is carrying Professor X, Cyclops is like he's got long legs. He's a dasher. He's a runner, definitely. I mean, he could he could do some hurdles. I don't think anybody
0: on Earth runs like that. Uh, I think I read somewhere that he was a track star. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. Yeah, he's, 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 he's got quite the stride there. He is, uh, he's in shape.
1: Well, that makes sense.
0: You know, if you're going to flip him upside down like in the previous panel, I mean, you have to. Like, he, wor- he stretches, okay? okay? Okay. He stretches out. He does yoga. So, anyways, they climb to the top of the thermal bomb. And the prof this so the professor is able to mentally penetrate the bomb. Yes. Uh no. Not yes. No. The professor can't do that. <laughs> this is an inanimate thermal bomb. He can't use his mental powers to peer inside and find the weak point.
1: If he can become a a soul out of his own body, then he can mentally project himself down this spot.
0: That would make sense if he was like, Scott, hold on to my body. I'm going to mentally project myself down here. But, oh, it says, into the very heart, the very innermost core of the gigantic explosive device probes the super powerful mutant brain of the brilliant Xavier.
1: Yeah, he's what? just probing it. He's just mapping it out. Ah, no. He's not opening anything. He's I know not he's not opening anything. changing but- anything. He's not like, he's not using powers of telekinesis. He's just probing the uh, the interior of it. He's mapping it out. I don't like it. In the same way that he can travel with his out-of-body experience power, he is doing it there to a smaller degree. Well, you know what would have been cooler is if he would have projected
0: himself as a little mini-professor and he was like climbing it. You know what? They could have scrapped the Avengers and they could have had the little professor's adventures through the bomb. That would have been cool. <laughs> And he could have extended his powers to make little X-Men come with them, but they would be, like, all projections,
1: and so, like, it would be weird or strange. Actually, they could have just invited the Avengers down with them and then had, have Wasp go down.
0: That's a good point. Wasp, can <laughs> you go down there and just, uh, yeah. But no, they didn't do that. Uh, so, oh my
1: gosh, the panel turns red because something might have happened. Because the Professor is concentrating so hard on mapping out the bomb. Mm-hmm which is what I'm still going to hold that he's doing. Meh. (laughs) He has been letting go of keeping Lucifer alive or something?
0: Yeah. I I think he said earlier that he had to use part of himself. I I don't know. For some reason, when he clouded his mind, he had to keep some of his brain power on Lucifer. Otherwise, Lucifer's heart would slow down or some
1: nonsense. So I think Lucifer at this point is like brain dead then. It would appear that way. <laughs> wow. So then the next page,
0: uh, for some reason, the professor imagines the entire Earth being destroyed by this
1: thermal bomb. Well, because you can't, like, have a bomb and not show what it would do. Yeah, that's, that's true. And it, it's pretty devastating. I mean... Yeah. Pff,
0: Africa's blown away. Boats are crashed. At yeah, yeah. What looks like New York has got a red skyline is being engulfed by water. So, again, they're in hell. But the professor then snaps out of it and found it. The professor's just talking, and he says, Cyclops, now
1: you need to shoot it. And shoot it he does, but mm-hmm. he has to do it extremely st- steady, very uh, two millimeters to the left, one degree to the right, hold it, hold it. He's got to be extremely intense. You mustn't quiver. <laughs> don't, don't quiver, boy. This will only last a moment. And you, you see Cyclops' beam... Through the bomb, he has to go through a little, a couple of holes and, and through some mirrors, uh, boxes maybe, boxes just to get to this tiny little what looks like a, a tape cassette player.
0: Let's call it a fuse, okay? Yeah, or a tape player, sure. And he does it, yes. Whew. Oh man, that was uh, uh, I was sweating there, yeah, yeah. I've bitten my fingernails down to the quick, I was so nervous there is nothing like
1: well-written tension to be found here.
0: <laughs> they, they stop the bomb and they congratulate each other and then the professor decides to release his
1: control of Lucifer's brain. So apparently he was temporarily brain dead. The professor re-brainifies him. I don't know about yours, how yours is colored, but
0: his costume is no longer green in mine, it's brown.
1: Oh, really? No, mine's still green and purple.
0: Okay, anyways. So it took me ten years to construct that device, and you destroyed it within minutes. So you got to wonder, like, what's the backstory on this thing? Like, clearly this Lucifer guy has been in his cave for ten years building this machine. Oh, you know, that's his plan. His plan was to blow up the world? Well, that's kind of a weird plan. I guess. The professor's like, the score is not yet even. Arr, he's angry. <laughs> but for some reason, he says, you're free to go. And then he goes on to say, we X-Men are pledged to never cause injury to a human being, no matter what, even though on the fourth or fifth page he was about to shoot him. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. (laughs) We don't shoot people, X-Men, at least not when you guys are around. Yeah. Yeah. The professor's just a big hypocrite. And Iceman says what's on everybody's mind, clearly. I'd still like to know who he really is. I guess the prof will tell us in his own good time. Yeah, instead of on the
0: plane ride home, he'd be like, hey, man, (laughs) we got some time to kill here. It's a seven-hour flight from here to to New York. What's up with that Lucifer guy? No, he decides not to even ask. (laughs) Uh, So there you go. We leave uh, the world's most unusual adventure team, but there are many startling dangers which still await them. Mm. Yes, yes.
1: Easily the weakest issue in the series so far.
0: <laughs> yeah, so finally they're like, uh, let's do another issue without Magneto and the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. And they're like, oh man, what are we going to do? Let's do a Lucifer issue.
1: We can, we can throw the oh. Avengers in there. And <laughs> <laughs> I've got this idea for this Lucifer character. Ah, Brilliant.
0: Yeah, it's uh, the the issue was, uh, that issue's terrible. That's a bad issue. It's not a good issue. Uh, nothing except for maybe like a little bit of further character development between the romance of Marvel Girl and Cyclops. As of this issue, they're
1: starting to bring it on thick. Oh, yeah. I think it started with the, the last issue, but now now it's getting thicker and thicker and oh, yeah. turning it into a romance mag.
0: They're committed for sure. There's going to be a lot more housewives reading this comic book. You know that. yeah. <laughs> with all this love and sexual tension and uh, falling for the strong leader type. Mm.
1: Do you think there were ever like housewife conventions where they would just talk about the ex? <gasps> you know who I think is dreamy? Beast. Really?
0: Yes. He's got such wonderful toes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. Imagine what he could do with those toes. Oh, Lucille. <laughs> 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 That's how I imagine that would go. Yes. So, anyways. All right. You got the pinup of Marvel Girl? I do. I actually printed it out and hung
1: it on my wall. No. (laughs) (laughs) No wonder they call her Marvel Girl. Mm -hmm. She lifts three objects in this wonderful pinup. Yeah, she's powerful. You know what would have made this pinup better?
0: No. The other mask. Yeah, true. Pinups are weird.
1: Well, there you have it, folks. (laughs) Send us a comment on iTunes because that helps people find the show, helps people realize the show's freaking awesome, right? Because that's what you think of us, right? That's what I heard. Is there anybody out there? Anybody? Is this thing on? (laughs) Uh, Yeah,
0: email us at dangerroom at redcatproductions.com. And uh, visit us at www.redcatproductions.com forward slash Danger Room. Like us on Facebook if you can find us. Oh my gosh, yeah, you can type Danger Room into that little search field and you'll find the the group page or something like that. There's so many ways. There's so many ways to get a hold of us that you have no uh, excuse not to do it right now. Leave comments. Uh, I'd leave a comment for your podcast. You should leave a comment for ours. Pictures pictures phone numbers (laughs) (laughs) blueprints yes diagrams extra points for people that that find the pinups whether you're male or female and dress up as marvel girl in the same pose and send us (laughs) that picture that'd be fantastic
1: or you could do the cyclops one from a couple issues ago male or female again yeah but we'll
0: make fun of you (laughs) all right well uh i got nothing else you got anything else no, no, I am I think we're
1: good to go. All Let's right. Let's call this one to bed.
0: Yes, until next time, the danger room is closed. I'm going to put on an iron shirt and chase down out of Earth. I'm going to put on an iron shirt and chase the devil out of Earth. I'm going to send him to outer space.